It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, did you change your number today? Uh, I, I, you know, I was number uh, 258 and I changed it to uh, 256. It's just a poor round number. You know, I, 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 I wish I could get. I wish I could get uh, as upset about number changes as some people are. I, I, it's, uh, it seems like a thing that, that I, I, I feel like I was obsessed with when I was in high school and I was playing sports, but, but now that I'm, uh, uh, you know, an adult and I follow sports obviously pretty closely, the, the number, the Jersey number, like it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to me like while we're in season or while a player is playing. Right. Like it's just, it seems kind of, a silly thing to get angry about. This is my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I care about jerseys because I think they look really cool, as you can tell yeah. by the jerseys behind uh, yeah. me. Yeah. I'm not worried about a jersey for a guy that's only going to be here one more year. It's just not wow. that big of a deal. Wow. You're really taking shots at Donovan Wilson. Oh, uh... <laughs> uh, poor Donovan. Uh, no, we're, I, I'll, actually, a lot of people today, Landon asked us to comment about the Jalen S- Smith situation changing from number 54 to nine. We're not going to do that because we have far more important things to do. Like talk about fake trades and guys that the Cowboys yeah, probably yeah. won't sign. Yeah. <laughs> so, just, uh, just show you our, the priority level that that jersey number changes uh, have in our hearts. It's uh, it's not very high. Yeah, I mean, I actually think the nine could, kind of looks cool on Jalen. Not going to lie. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> the the Romo, the Romo. I think the Romo That's signing the is is, yes, is getting yeah. some people, but honestly, guys, like it's. They, they don't retire numbers. Yeah, it really isn't that big of a deal. All right, let's get to Twitter questions, Landon. This first one comes from JJ. It's a really good question. Uh, who are a couple dark horses that you could see making the Cowboys 53-man roster? I thought about this question a lot today, and I was thinking of maybe some of the running backs because after the top two, it's a pretty shallow depth chart. Uh, so maybe your guy from Tiffin makes the roster. Any other spots that you know you could see some dark horse guys? You know, I mean, I think the spots where we, there's just un, you know, decided talent. I think you know, cornerback could be a spot where one of these guys, like maybe yep. Canada or someone, makes it over someone we expect. Um, you, you know, uh, safety is, seems wide open. You yeah, know, so, so yeah, yeah. I, I think that there could potentially be somebody that either just plays really well and 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 they keep on the team, or maybe they bring in somebody that they really like, or you know, I I, I think. 
you know, the spots where the surprise is going to happen, right, is, is more likely, I think, on the defense side of the ball. I think you're right to point out running back just because that, you know, yeah. the kind of bottom of the roster spots aren't quite uh, uh, settled. But, I mean, even at wide receiver and, and tight end, like we kind of know the candidates uh, and, and what their odds are. So I, I don't know that there's like a ton of opportunity for there to be surprise there. I, well, don't I think you feel like, like – don't you feel like – 46 of the 53 spots are filled already sure yeah i mean for a large maybe 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 even more more than that yeah Yeah. i I mean i think that it's 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 more about you know training camp is going to be more about fighting for position and fighting for playing time and and and, and that sort of thing uh yeah so so the guys that are talking about you talk about for surprise you know to make the team they may not even be on the team yet. They may not. Uh, they or they may be further down on the on the rosters, yes. at least the, further out down on the depth chart that we are perceiving them uh, making a really big uh, uh, leap. You know, with their play during training camp. And like I said, I, I, I mean, defensive tackle, safety, cornerback, mm-hmm. the, the spots where we feel like there is uns, there's, there, you know, it isn't settled by any stretch of the imagination uh, in the depth chart. I think those are the spots where you, you could see surprise people come up and, 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 you know, take those spots and, and earn a spot when we didn't expect them to. I also believe this is going to be a year where you see more guys grab from other teams rosters at cut down days, right? Yeah. Because last sure. year it was really hard landing because we only had a few training camp practices and then there was no preseason. So we didn't get a chance to see, you know, some of these guys that were, you know, playing at or on teams with loaded depth charts at certain positions. I would not yeah. be surprised if the Cowboys claim three, four, five guys, you know, for the bottom of the roster. And you mentioned some of the spots, right? Maybe corner, maybe safety. I think defensive end is also kind of intriguing. Sure. Like yeah, after sure. Lawrence and Gregory, there's just a lot of unknown. I mean, obviously they have guys they like in Terrell Basham and Dorrance Armstrong and Bradley. They have numbers Myers. there. They They've have got numbers, numbers. But if no they feel one like they specifically earned a spot, right? Right. Like, right. If they can feel like they could, I mean, if they could upgrade that spot through, you know, waivers, maybe they do that as well. I think that's where the yeah. surprises are going to come. Not necessarily a guy taking a spot that we haven't really accounted for yet. Um, let's get into some more questions later. This is a really good one from Will. Where do you rank Kellen Moore among play callers, and where do you think he still has room to grow? This is a really good question, and I I want to answer it now, but I also think this is a good one. A good one we need to talk about with our friend Daniel Houston at Cowboy yeah. Stats uh, because I, I would love to hear his take on it. But where do you think Moore ranks right now for play call, play callers? You know, I, I think after. After last season, um, I, I'm ranking him a little bit higher than I had previously. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think he showed he really did show you something. And 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 you know, you, with all the things that they had to go through last year with the injuries and the adjustments mm-hmm. that they were making, uh, and and you know, just the way that they uh, continue to play aggressive uh, with their play calling and especially in early downs, um, I think they were one of the better teams as, as far as throwing early and and wow. and uh, you know, going for it on, on situations where. Uh, other teams may not. You know, I'd rank him somewhere in the top ten, top seven, maybe of offensive play callers. I don't think that that's unrealistic. I think you know he's still growing into the into the spot in some in some ways. I mean, just just by uh, you know absorbing more and more of of probably McCarthy's influence. I mean, th- let's be clear. Like Moore was calling a very different offense. Um, or, or Moore's fundamentals of his offense are very different than than what McCarthy 
uh, brings in. I mean, uh, you know, there's tons of crossover all over the league. And, and ultimately if you study offenses, you'll learn that plays basically are run all, all over all types of offense. You can call a play this and this offense and call it that and this offense, but it's ultimately the same play. So a lot of it is about learning language. Um, but I do think that, you know, there is still some room to grow as far as uh, learning a little bit more from McCarthy about uh West Coast concepts, more about the short passing game, more about uh, uh, finding ways to get uh, people uh, the ball on the move. Because right now you, you see a lot of attacking downfield and a lot of uh, um, you know play action and, and taking advantage of of, of of superior wide receivers down the field for sure. Um, I think that there and, and, and Cooper obviously is one of the best slant runners in, in football. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, but I think that the Cowboys could still – uh, get a little bit better in the short passing game, um, and I and I think that again, McCarthy coming from more of a West Coast offense, I think can kind of help promote that a little bit more. I, I also again would like to see the, the wide the running backs being used more in the passing game as uh, than just being outlets, right? They're just being uh, dump offs. So uh, those are areas where I think that he can kind of take a little bit more from what McCarthy may may be able to give. But I do think that. Moore has shown himself to be right. a very talented uh, office coordinator, probably you know top ten in the league. All right, so I agree. I think he's certainly in the top ten. I was trying to think off the top of my head, like the guys that you would for sure take ahead of him. Not not for just coaches, but play callers, right? Like Andy Reid, Sean Payton, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan. And then that's kind of where it stops. I think like I, I think Arthur after, Smith is probably right Arthur there. Smith, right? Arthur Smith right. is a really good one. I want to see how he is as a head coach because it's, you know, it's not tied together, but it, it might mm-hmm. be a little bit more now that he has more responsibilities. But yeah, absolutely. After that, like there's really not there's really not many that you take over Kellen Moore. And depending on the game, Landon. I might take Kellen Moore over some of these guys. I yeah. I watched <laughs> I watched the Cowboys Eagle game just a couple days ago, the one with Ben DiNucci, and I am shocked. I, I I came away even more shocked that that game was as close as it was, considering how bad Ben DiNucci was. And Kellen Moore was doing everything possible to try to get that team competitive between double reverses and as many screens and trick plays. And you he made all the tricks, all the it, tricks came out. But you know, the thing is I love that he did it because he knew that he had to do it in previous coaching staff. So I don't want to pick on anybody, Jason Garrett, but what they would have just tried to do is run the ball and first and second down and create manageable situations. Moore knew that wasn't the correct way to go. Cause there's just no way they're going to be able to, to sustain 75 yard drives with Ben DiNucci at quarterback. So he did everything possible to create chunk plays uh, I I just think he's phenomenal. I, I really do. I think I think we kind of forget Landon. Like there was a legitimate chance this offseason that like Kellen Moore could have left. Remember when we were talking about that in January and February? Yeah. Uh, that's I think that's partly why I'm so optimistic about this team. Kellen Moore is so good. You bring back Dak Prescott. Uh, it's really really exciting. Any more comments on uh, on Kellen Moore? Kellen Moore and and Dak Prescott. I mean the marriage together is is the. <laughs> the the beating heart of optimism for this team. Like I yeah, I, I think yeah. that they have a chance to be you know and this is this is blasphemy because you know Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes exist. They have a, a chance to be uh, the most successful you know combo of quarterback and offense coordinator yeah. next year. I mean I think if you look at what they were doing early before Dak got hurt and and you know without some uh, a random glitch efficiency issues 
I mean, they were putting up historic numbers early on. So uh, I don't expect that to be any kind of different starting next year when they have their full complement of offensive line healthy and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, another year in this system. I mean, remember in 2019, this is the number one offense in the league in yards per game. And they, I mean, and they've gotten better since then, at least on paper. So should be a fun offense. Um, Let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your latest sporting nudes, including, including MOB. Uh, NBA, NHL, and UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile, mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Also, want to tell you guys about Built Bar. Uh, this is a true story. That's not a lie at all. Um, I, I actually ran out of built bars today, so I had to go to the store and get just something else. And I had another protein bar. Why did you do was, that? It, well, my, my shipment. I actually ordered two boxes, and they don't come in till tomorrow. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, that that was a mistake. You always want to make sure you never run out of built bars. Uh, they're so good. You don't, I can't even explain it. Real chocolate, amazing flavors. Just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic, not like the other one I had today. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN15 and you'll get 15% off your next box. Again, that is BuiltBar.com. Real quick, oh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I just I just imagine you taking a bite of this protein bar and then just spitting out all this chalky uh, material. Well, yeah, they it, all taste like chalk outside of the Built Bar one. It was They're it weird. was so yeah it was so bland. It was not very uh, good. Um, yeah, it's not. Give me good. that. Give me that. Give me that coconut brownie. Oh yeah, coconut 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 brownie. I actually have an order of coconut almond coming in. I'm Ooh, really excited. I gotta excited. try that. I gotta try that. Um, all right, Landon. So the Cowboys held an OTA practice on Monday. It, we're we're not going to get into all that because we weren't at practice. There was really no news coming out of that. But I guess we should talk about Dak, right? Dak, yeah, was at practice throwing, which is good. Not surprising at all to me, actually, Landon. The most surprising thing is, did you notice that both Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins were working with the first team offensive line? And did you notice how slim and trim Lyle Collins? Is? I did notice that Lyle was bent over and his jersey had some had some yeah you, you didn't to see it. it was it's like his, his, tummy was, his tummy was tight you know so uh yeah I mean it's 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 I mean that shows you the level of obsession we have where we're paying it very that close attention to these guys to another man's stomach yeah, yeah another man's stomach <laughs> this early in the season we should be worried about uh, our own I guess right yeah I mean geez <laughs> I'm certainly not I'm not talking about anybody else's stomach I guess for for a long while um no but uh, yeah, uh, these, yeah. Are, these are great these are great things for the Cowboys I mean uh, obviously the DAC news is uh, incredibly encouraging. I don't think it's surprising to anybody who's been no. following, you know, uh, uh, closely. They, it's, it's, it's been this is you know right on track with what they've been describing with Dak, uh, that he would be on on time for OTAs. He'd be ready. Um, yeah, I, I agree. The thing that we've heard less publicly about is about the offensive tackles and about yes. their health. Yeah, and so it's so to see them out there, and you know, this is and, and, and this is OTAs too. Like this is that's what I'm saying. These are voluntary OTAs. These are voluntary. Both the tackles out there. 
that's great news. So yeah, I think that's that's super super great news for for Dak and for his health in the future, his continued health. Yeah, in the future. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and the Cowboys' health uh, as an offense. You know, I think that uh, without Lale and without Tyron, you know, obviously the pass protection suffered greatly. Um, but but obviously so did the run game as well, yep. which I mean compounded issues when you, you have a backup quarterback and you also can't run the football, uh, it makes it it makes it incredibly difficult. So, yeah, and 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 not just those guys, but I mean you're hoping that Blake Jarwin will be back and, and mm-hmm. healthy uh, sooner than later. Um, it, it's it's fantastic for the Cowboys that very, day one of OTAs voluntary. Uh, that you've got these guys who uh, – and, and the other thing, too, to keep in mind that I think is great is that, better or worse, Tyron Smith's body got a whole year away from football. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and I think – so he so His hopefully he's going to come back, back yep. in, in a much better shape than he had been even previously. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that this – I'm excited to see them in training camp and see exactly, you know, how they're moving around. Uh, but yeah, the fact that they were out there on day one of OTAs, uh, that's nothing but fantastic sign for Cowboys fans. All right, let's stay on that talk- topic of OTAs. This one comes from our friend Tom uh, at Blogging the Boys. Uh, will teams like Dallas, who are apparently having regular OTAs with high attendance, gain any advantage over those that are cutting back significantly? Uh, I mean, I you know, I think it's it's on an individual basis, right? Like, I think. Uh, you know, it's like last year, right? Where where the Cowboys, everybody missed OTAs last year, right? Yeah. But the Cowboys were at uh, an even more disadvantage because mm-hmm. they were transitioning defenses. They had a new coaching staff. So I, I think it's a case-by-case basis. You know, I think that if you look at teams that ha- are established or have a lot of continuity, missing an extra or two or three OTAs probably isn't going to kill them. Nope. Um, but but I think for for teams that are switching coaching staffs, uh, the teams that are um, uh, going through philo- uh, philosophy changes on offense or defense, uh, each one of those OTAs can be really valuable and just kind of getting pre-install work done uh, and getting everybody up to speed on the playbook so that when real practices come, uh, they hit the ground running. So that's really where I think you know you're going to notice. Uh, a disadvantage is is teams that are ch- making changes on their offense or defense that have changed coaching staffs simply because part of what OTAs is and part of especially early OTAs is about okay how do we practice what yeah. does practice look like what what is the schedule at practice how yeah you know, how do we get from station to station uh, and and kind of learning all of that and 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 it may not seem like a lot but it, the fact that they get to do that and they have some uh, familiarity there can really optimize their practice time, which they don't have a ton of practice time. So, you know, every minute counts and, and those kind yeah. of can, can add up over time if you're, you know, having to delay practice because people don't know what the hell they're going. You know, it's, it's that sort of it's just kind of confusion that can that can actually hurt you in practice down the road. So there is an advantage, I think. Uh, but I, I think it's probably over only over teams that are uh, making kind of big changes like the Cowboys yeah, were last yeah. year or, and, and, and the kind of difficult spot that they're being put in. I also th- I mean, the Cowboys have had fantastic attendance. It sounds like through all of OTA so far, it doesn't sound like anybody of note is really missing. I would also say the Cowboys have been kind of having unofficial OTAs practices anyways over the last couple of weeks, right? I We've heard some rumblings that um, a certain Dallas Cowboy quarterback has a nice field in his backyard, which has a lot of workouts. Cooper Rush is really good. Yeah, yeah, nice Cooper Rush. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Dak has been having a lot of these receivers and receivers from other teams uh, <laughs> in, in his backyard working out. And I think this just shows you they're really serious about not having a bad season. And I think it's just so encouraging that we don't have to worry about, Hey, this guy is missing OTAs. This guy's holding out because of contract stuff. None of that stuff is happening. I think the Cowboys are poised for a good year because everything in the off season is starting out fine. Um, Next question, Landon, this is a a good one from Gabs. Who do you think stands the best chance of getting their first pro bowl this year? Mm. First pro bowl. Uh, I mean, there's an easy answer, I think. And I think did CD go to the CD go no, to Pro Bowl last year? CD, no, not? that's the that's the easy one, right? Yeah, uh, I would say that he's an easy one. Uh, I, you know, look, if Trayvon Diggs has a really good year, I wouldn't yep. be surprised. You know, uh, I got one. Donovan, for you. Will, Donovan Wilson. I, Donovan Wilson, you know, continues to play the way, like you know, uh, takes a step from where he was last year. I mean, just yeah. because he makes flash plays, you know, and, and, yes. and those are numbers. I, that's, that could be a possible guy. Uh, what, what, who's your guy? So last year, Evan Ingram made the pro bowl catching 63 okay. passes for 600 yards and a touchdown, a single touchdown, a single touchdown, a single touchdown. The NFC t- group of tight ends. Isn't great. You have George Kittle, but he struggles to stay healthy and likely playing with a rookie quarterback. You've got mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts and I'm sure he'll be close. Other than those two, it's not great. So Blake Jarwin could have a season of 600 yards and six touchdowns, which I think is very, very realistic. And I think it's almost a floor. Wouldn't I mean, shock me at all to see it, make, see it make it. What did Schultz have last year? So Schultz had 600 yards and like four touchdowns last year. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. I mean it was he basically had the same number. He just does he didn't have. Oh, he was on a, the a name. I was say he was on a bad team, but so was Evan Ingram. So I guess so that's Evan Ingram, yeah. <laughs> I mean. That one just wouldn't shock me at all because they take three tight ends every year and tight ends around the league kind of sucks. So that one wouldn't spread. Um, Yeah. Let's, Let's take one more quick break, and uh, we'll come back. We'll answer a really, really good Twitter question about the defense. Uh, But I want to tell you guys about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you, you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box. They know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, um, we got a really good question uh, about the defense. I got to find who it was from because I I, I didn't want to mess it up. Okay, it's from Clint. Why do the Cowboys continually draft corners and move them to safety? rather than just drafting safeties because now they've done it with 
Uh, Izzy, the cornerback from uh, South Carolina, they did it with Reggie Robinson last year. They've done it in the past. Why do you think under Will McClay, Stephen Jones, they've done this? Well, I think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that you often end up putting your safeties in the NFL in man coverage situations. So uh, you want to find guys who are not going to be embarrassed uh, or not going to embarrass themselves, I guess, uh, in coverage. Uh, if they get put into those situations and, and, and obviously man coverage uh, is a, a difficult skill set to, mm-hmm. to necessarily unearth. So most of the guys who can play man coverage in college football are cornerbacks. You know, they, they don't really put you at safety in college. If you're an elite cover guy, unless, you know, you're a known quantity at safety or you think of Fitzpatrick or something. Yeah. That that kind of, and and I was just going to say, that's the other side is it, unless you're at a major college where they already have elite corners uh, and in your, you know, specializing at safety. Um, So I I think that's part of it. Uh, And part of it is also that, and and it's not just a Will McClay thing. I mean, I think uh, Quinn came in with a long, long history of, converting corners to safeties and 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 i think casey's a perfect example right yeah i mean i think look a a lot of safeties are converts you know and 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 just throughout history a lot of great safeties have been converts because the safety position in the nfl is is different in a lot of ways than it is in in the college football game i mean you know you you really safeties in college football in a lot of ways are truly i mean go with their name they are the safety valve they usually are playing way off they're playing you know in the back of the defense so that they they just don't get beat deep uh and and they don't really make a ton of plays in the nfl you know you are you're expecting at least a quality or a a a decent safety is going to be close enough to the line of scrimmage that they're actually going to be able to affect the game uh certainly be be have an effect in the run game um, and then a lot of times, you know, with, with the way modern football is and, and with, Nick, you know, nickel being the new base, it, sometimes these safeties are having to walk down into the slot and cover and cover slot uh, receivers. Sometimes they're having to cover yep. tight ends one-on-one. Yep. Um, so there's just a ton of coverage specific stuff that has to get done at the safety position, kind of no matter what, you know, what kind of defense you're playing. If, if you're playing a, a middle of the field closed uh, uh, type defense, even your strong safety, even the guy that's the box guy, he needs to have some kind of man skills to, to cover up on, on defense. And if you're playing split co- split field coverage, middle of the field open, you're probably playing a lot of quarters. And if you're playing a lot of quarters, I mean, quarters is essentially man coverage when, when, yeah. when, uh, yeah. when you have people running through your zone. So I think having that kind of man coverage skill set at safety is valuable and finding it in a college safety is rare. So yeah. I think that they have to expand the, their, their, uh, their pool of, of potential candidates out to cornerbacks guys who may not be quite elite enough physically, or, uh, uh, you know, maybe not talented enough to, to be full-time corners in the NFL, but that, that those skills could potentially translate with a little bit of seasoning into safety. So, I mean, we've seen in the past that the Cowboys aren't opposed to going out and trying to get a top-end safety, right? Like they flirted with Jamal Adams forever. The same thing with Earl Thomas, who happened to be a college cornerback, by the way, just to add that in there. Um, I think they've realized, hey, if we don't have an elite corner, rather than spending, let's say, a top 100 pick on a safety, 
let's just spend late round picks because these guys are better, most of the time better at covering than what we can get early on in the draft. And I think also it's a kind of a trickle up from high school and college, right, Landon? Because if you can cover in high school, they're not going to put you at safety, right? They're going to put you up against the best receiver. And the same thing in college. Like, they're not going to waste you playing you 40 yards down the field. They're going to put you up against the best receiver. So I think the Cowboys realize that. I think – I mean, there, there's a lot of ways that we can blame them for, you know, their problems at safety, but they clearly made a decision to go cheap at safety and they've tried to find, you know, inefficiencies in the market to fix that position. And they they felt like drafting these corners in the fifth, sixth round that could potentially make the move over there isn't the worst way to do it. I'm really curious to see how it works out with um, – with Izzy, obviously it doesn't seem like it's going to work out with Reggie Robinson. He's, he's back to corner, but it has worked out for Casey in the past. It has worked out for other corners. So uh, um, let's let's see what Dan Quinn can do to this defense. I'm really interested. And maybe and maybe Jordan Lewis. You know, I mean, maybe Jordan look, Lewis. Look, look, the guy came into the league as a, as a as a nickel corner. They tried him outside. He was meh there. It yep. just doesn't have the kind of athleticism that is required, but. You know, they, they put him in safety situations and look at him shine. His skill yeah. set yep. matches what they're asking him to do better. Uh, and he and he's kind of found a home. And I'm still hoping that they're going to kind of use him in that sort of hybrid role because, you know, some some players' skill sets really, you know, shine better when they're put into uh, situations that are safety situations, yep. right? Like whether that's as an overhang defender, as a slot corner, what, you know, all the different hats that safeties can wear, you, you can definitely put some of these, you know, former corner types into positions where they may be able to succeed a little bit better than when they're on the outside. There's really no reason why Jordan Lewis can't be DeMonte Casey, right? I mean, he's bigger. He comes from a better school. I think he's more athletic, actually. I, I feel like their games are somewhat similar. Now, Casey's had more success because he's played more free safety. Yeah. But I really don't see a reason why Jordan Lewis can't do a pretty good impression of Casey. And maybe that's what we'll see this year. Yeah. Uh, all right that's it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in as always you can download and subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify audacity wherever you get your podcasts follow the show on twitter at locked on cowboys you can follow lane and at mccool bcb i'm at marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.